Hello, and thank you for joining us for another week of exploring all the best in Oklahoma on the Oklahoma Today podcast. This week, we are talking to the social media maven behind the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation, Sarah Sutherland. But first, a word from our sponsor. The Oklahoma Today podcast is brought to you by OVAC, the Oklahoma Visual Arts Coalition, which presents Momentum 2022 on March 25th through the 27th in Oklahoma City. Momentum annually features Oklahoma artists ages 30 and younger working in diverse media. This exhibition presents a diversified look at young artistic town in Oklahoma. Visit ovac-ok.org for more information. And now uh, let's get started with our question of the week. Uh, this one really is for everybody, but mostly it's for Carly. We asked you, which Oklahoma animal do you wish you could safely cuddle? I think Carly should get to go first. Sure. <sighs> the answer is all of them, but uh, I would say probably hmm, beavers. Oh. They're so cute. And they, they tend, they bond with uh, people if they're like in a, a rescue situation. Isn't there a state park that has a cuddleable beaver? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. It Sequoia. is Sequoia. Sequoia State uh-huh. Park. Yeah. Okay. So I guess technically you can cuddle a beaver. Yeah. So I guess my other answer would be raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Editor-in-Chief, Nathan Gunner. Um, this is a hard one. I don't know because I there's a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Megan's cat. Gozer, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I like a bison. I think. Oh, a prairie dog would be fun, oh, but they're yeah. riddled with disease. <laughs> well, that's so what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they Safety weren't, if they weren't riddled with, if they didn't have, what do they have? Syphilis, chlamydia. What do, what uh, do prairie dogs the have? The plague. The plague. Uh-huh. That's right. You can get plague. the bubonic <laughs> plague from hugging a prairie dog. So don't do it, Oklahoma. Uh, so yeah, prairie dog. Get rid of that plague. Get them some health care. You can learn more about that on next week's podcast. Author. <laughs> I don't feel so good. Uh, photo editor <laughs> Megan Rossman. Um, I like otters. I think they're oh, very that's cute. That's a good answer. Um, I saw some really cute ones at Natural Falls State Park one time, and I didn't even realize we had river otters. So I would have to say otters or um, some kind of bird of prey. Oh, good. That's another good one. Yeah. Golden eagles, perhaps? Golden eagles. Yes. yes. Or maybe a falcon. Mm. Good answers. All right. Research editor, Ben Lucian. Uh, for me, it would have to be the American bison, only because uh, I have a dream about doing the, the Jurassic Park thing with the triceratops. <laughs> with the... <laughs> With a bison, uh, I don't do that. Don't do that now. Yeah, <laughs> no. if, in, in a hypothetical situation, no. I would like to do that. Although I will say, um, it's not it's not a bison, but there was we had an experience a lot like the Triceratops scene in Jurassic Park when we went to the Endangered Ark Foundation in Hugo with oh. elephants. Oh, yes, that's almost better. It kind of <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. We got to we got to bathe an elephant. We got to help bathe one. It was really fun. I remember that. It was very yeah. hot. It was very hot that day. It was a good day, though. Greg, what about you? Uh, sky puppies. I'm sorry, bats. Yes! Bats. Mm-hmm. Mexican free tail oh, bats. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's a good you, one. You take a look at what a bat's face really looks like. They're just tiny little puppy. <laughs> yeah. It's Speaking of which, PSA, uh, if listeners or, st- or y'all, if you've never been to the Selman Bat Watch, the, uh, the time is approaching to request tickets. That's usually in May. You get them through wildlifedepartment.com. You can email Melinda Hickman over there and get on the waiting list for the Selman Bat Watch. It's very, very, very cool. And um, Greg, you, the 
yesterday I have a kids night. Like oh, one cool. night a week is dedicated is for taking kids and kids love it. Like it's a really really cool thing to take kids to. I have kids listeners. I You have children. Greg out. has it's children. Not just, it's not that I have the mind of a child. <laughs> well, I mean I do. It is that too, which is what makes you such a good dad. <laughs> yes. But if you apply to go to the Salmon Bat Watch, you have to send in your registration uh, fee as a money order. Is that right? Yes. Oh, that's new. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. go find out how to do that, somebody. Keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, we had some wonderful, wonderful answers uh, this week. I bet. Uh, both uh, Christina Demura and Connie Estes uh, said the cottontail. Um, that's a good one. Which I feel like you could probably. I've cuddled some cottontails in Oklahoma. One of those safely yeah. now. Uh, my mom's cat afraid. cuddled yeah. some to death. You can mm-hmm. Catch it. Yeah. yeah, that's. I'm sure that's yeah. probably it. Uh, lots of folks, including Kim Hatway, voted for otters. I cannot that's disagree with that. Otters yeah. are delightful. Uh, my, my favorite thing to see at the zoo. Uh, <laughs> Ashley Priest said uh, the buffalo or the bison, as it's actually called. Uh, Robert Shear uh, very wisely said Olivia Munn, uh, and so that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do believe that uh, John Mulaney beat you to the punch on that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both Sylvia Bird Creek Crawford and Dee Morris said Bobcats. Uh, yep. We had uh, some votes for Prairie Dogs. Bobcats are too pointy to cuddle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, S- uh, Susan Spake said a koala bear, which... Uh, it's not an Oklahoma... Not an Oklahoma animal, but I guess there are some I mean, at the zoo. I guess yeah. so, yeah. Uh, Christina Womack said the porcupine. Uh, oh, is, yeah. <laughs> I one. didn't think about that. They're so cute. I feel like if you were going to safely cuddle a porcupine, you'd be have to safely cuddle half a porcupine. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to cuddle those lizards. Oh, the mountain boomers? The colorful no, ones? the collared. The horned horn, ones. Horn toad, oh, what do we call them? Horny tech, toads. Horny toads. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Those are cute. Yeah. Uh, my my uh, good friend uh, and artist Jerry Bennett uh, him. <laughs> says, I always want to hug those black bears at the zoo's Oklahoma Trails exhibit. <laughs> uh, uh, but I believe this is his daughter wants to snuggle the bats, to which I say, what? Um, <laughs> let's see. Andrea Rudy said Puddles, the fishing cat at the Oklahoma City Zoo. Okay. Uh, we had some votes for goats. Uh, Dana Cagle-Lance said red foxes, which they see oh, occasionally in their answer. in their neighborhood. Yeah. And C.J. Larson said, believe it or not, skunks. They have a little waddle that's so they cute. They are pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact yeah. they can't see well, I totally can relate. And Aww. any animal that is in the cat family just calls for me to want a headbutt and a gentle nose bop. Aww. You can actually, ha- it's legal to have pet skunks in Oklahoma, and you can get de-scented skunks where they take their sense tax. You can have them as pets. It's, a cross, it's like a cross between a cat and a dog behavior-wise. Hmm. I looked into that. I heard they oh, still I know you did. stink, <laughs> even if you descent them. I mean, they're still like a, a wild animal for yeah. the most part, so. Huh. They still got that wild stank on them. Uh, let's let's learn more about the wild stanks of Oklahoma uh, with our friend Sarah Sutherland at the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. All right. And now we are joined by Sarah Sutherland, who is the communications and education specialist for the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife and Conservation. Uh, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Nice to be here. So we, uh, we as members of the state of Oklahoma, uh, all the people who live in Oklahoma have all gotten together and we voted and we decided that the Twitter account that you run for the uh, state wildlife conservation department is the best. 
And oh. we, uh, yes. so congratulations. Uh, oh my goodness. Big round of applause. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I've never I've never been elected to anything. This is <laughs> <laughs> tell tell us a little about yourself. How did you get involved with the with the Department of Wildlife Conservation? Well, uh, let me think. I my background is actually in podcasting, so this is okay. kind of fun to be. This is the first time I've ever been interviewed for a podcast. Now interviewing somebody, so maha. But um, I think I worked um, right out of college for the Oklahoma City Thunder and um, did a lot of like PA kind of stuff, and then went into podcasting. And when the shutdown happened, that was kind of an opportunity for people like me and uh, to really think, I'm like, okay, what do I like absolutely want to be doing? And um, I looked into a lot of fish and wildlife jobs and national park jobs and things like this. And then when I saw an information and education specialist position open up with the wildlife department, I wasn't sure exactly what they were looking for. So I called them back and uh, got connected with my now supervisor. And she was like, actually, yeah, it's a social media position. I was like, down, I can do this. So <laughs> I'm like, sure. And then I came in and realized that um, it's a lot more than like taking pictures of animals. There's like a ton of learning and the amount of work that like goes into just a Fish and Wildlife Agency, especially for a state like ours, where people are very outdoorsy, uh, it, it was a lot of learning all at once. And so I'm about a year and a half into it now, and I feel like I got my feet under me, but it was like hitting the ground running. So, Well, I, I feel like you have done a great job in the education portion of it, because so much of what you do is really, it's fun but it's also really engaging uh, and, <laughs> and some of it's quite common sense. Let's not bring wild cats into the house. Let's I feel like that, that was. You, you would think. Um, it was... <laughs> that was kind of... Can you, can you talk a little bit about for listeners who don't know, um, yeah. can you tell, can you kind of tell that story of that tweet and how it blew up and what that was like for you and for your office? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'll definitely tell you. That's a terrible speech crutch. I need to stop saying that. <laughs> Cut that out. I keep saying LOL out loud. <laughs> oh, I do it all the time. That's yeah, better. You're on the right podcast. Well, I just will say me. lol. Okay, great. Great, yeah. great. Sometimes other people don't do that. And then they look at me and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I promise I have a degree, but I <laughs> So <laughs> cut that out. Um, the way... <laughs> So here's what happened. Um, if you've been following us for a little bit, we kind of had gained a little gaggle of people. Like every once in a while, we would get into like the thousands or 200s and we would be pumped. And so we started working really hard this year on changing our Twitter voice because our Twitter had always been like a struggle bus for the social media team. And when we're in meetings and we're like, what do we do? And we were like, try something else. That, that was kind of just the goal. So it took about a year of us just throwing different voices out there and being like, who do people respond to? And we realized it, it was how we actually talk. So, and what we were actually, like the people around us. So we had a tweet about like Taylor Swift back in November when she dropped like that 10 minute version that popped off and we were like, we this is it, you know? And um, so we just kind of kept going being that way. 
And then one of the producers here, do you know the TV show Outdoor Oklahoma? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the, yeah. one of the producers, Darren, he has the most like dry humor and I, I think it's hilarious. So I was looking for something to tweet and he texted me. He's like, Hey, we should do this meme. And you know, the old meme, like you're cold, they're cold, let them inside. They yeah. texted that to me. And then we like, I was like, I don't know. Let's see the boy. Wow. Cause I don't want to steal the meme. So we like made our own and we tweeted it and like nothing happened. It literally it was the end of the workday and nothing had happened. And this kid named Austin, who definitely uh, is, I'm going to give credit to a random kid named Austin, made the first joke like, hey, um, like instructions unclear. And so we responded to that. <laughs> and um, then we all went home. Like No one was looking at it or checking it. And then we came back that night to it and Darren had texted me. He was like, hey, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, I need you to go look at Twitter. And then I go look and I'm like, oh my God. So <laughs> we go, we go into work the next day and it had kept going. And so we started just memeing people back like as fast as we could. <laughs> and um, we had a lot of fun with it. And then in doing that, the infamous like we recklessly tweeted the words danger kitty um <laughs> and i got a call from my supervisor being like being like whoa, 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 whoa. But, like uh, we can't inherently say like this animal is bad especially like animals that people could have like a fear of you know like we want them to yeah. be healthily cautious you don't want people to be like provoked to take an action against an animal <laughs> and um so we took it down <laughs> then we started memeing our own mistake and then it like over the weekend had just blown up to a series of memes explaining our own debacle and explaining like what was going on and then like ryan reynolds subtweeted us and then we panicked and then like all these random famous people were like interacted with it and it was on tv and we we're all sitting in there like Oh, <laughs> like, I'm like, this is arguably, um, like probably one of the hardest days of my life because this is, you can cut this out because the same day, all of, all of the pipes in my house and my personal had exploded. So there's like, my <laughs> so I'm in an Airbnb and my husband is just like <laughs> trying to save our valuable possessions. And I'm like, I'm like, I am trying to meme this guy right now. I cannot help. <laughs> like, I know our entire life is underwater right now, but I have got to meme this. I have to tweet this man. <laughs> you don't understand who this is. Wow. Yeah. So you save our wedding photos. I'm going to tweet at this guy. Oh, yeah, for real. That's what's like, going on. <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm so sorry that happened, though. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Um, he he was, like, a better sport about it later. Like, he thinks it's funny now when it was right. happening. He, like, kind of didn't want to speak to me. He's like, right. he's like Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> Tragedy plus time equals comedy. That's. I think that's really that, what that it time. was. I think I had enough adrenaline to kind of stay up all night and like backlash people because when you're on that side of being viral, when you're still like 
trending upward, you want to really control the meme or you can end up on the wrong side of your own meme. And like, nobody wants that. So it it does take a lot of work to be like, we're going to have to semi like stay relevant to this own thing. And then when it finally started going downward, I was like, okay, now I can help. And by then the crisis was like kind of band-aid solutioned over. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I gotta say though, it's there's so much stuff on there that I it's it's this weird mix of pop culture and and it, it the account asks you to know things going in. So just the <laughs> very first thing on here today, did you and your British ex-wife split your twins up at birth and now need a place for them to discover their identical? I saw swap accents and then strand your 26 year old publicist on an air mattress in the middle of a scenic yet secluded lake. Great. We have a youth camp. I mean, so good. And not everybody I feel like is not everyone knows the parent trap, but definitely (laughs) that, that, and it, so it's like, we, we call it double joking. If you can get two jokes in at one, just do it. Like, cool. If you don't have to know what the parent trap is to be like, what today? <laughs> you know? So I'm like, if you can double joke it, just do it. That's kind of what we try to do. This is, I, we may cut this out because I'm just going to use this information oh, yeah, for my own job. That's free. That's free. Yeah. You can have it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Sarah, you mentioned earlier, you mentioned earlier talking about when you came to work at Wildlife um, and just kind of the learning curve and all that stuff. What have been some of the things that you've learned about sort of Oklahoma outdoors and wildlife that you maybe didn't know or that you were like, oh, that's right. I, I want to learn more about that. Oh, my gosh. So like everything um, I had in college, I could not afford therapy. And so what I did is I started backpacking and like creating this kind of unhealthy connection to being outside. And I was kind of like an outside person for too long in like our national parks and things like that. Just kind of being like, this is, this is healthy. This is how I should like be. And then I started actually looking into like, what does public lands mean like what is like access mean like what is all this and then realized here at home in Oklahoma like the we have a really cool awesome wildlife department who's like public land access you have a you have a um, hunting or fishing license you have access um, if that makes sense and we actually have a very affordable hunting and fishing license so it's just we do yeah, so I got a fishing license and I started like milling around, you know, these areas and um, doing that. And so that was kind of my first introduction. And then coming in, learning like what everyone does and how they do it, because I am a social media person. So it's like every time somebody sends me a picture of something, I had like five more questions to ask, like, especially when I first started, came on. I'm like, OK, what is what kind of fish is that? These biologists who are like, look, <laughs> like, meet me halfway and things like that. <laughs> Luckily, everybody was so nice and kind. But a lot of my job, which I think is like taking an impact on how we do social media, was just being like shell shocked at these people. Be like, so this is what you do every day. Like you are a 
paddlefish researcher or like you are a game warden. This is what you do every day. And you're not just bragging about this constantly. And they're like, like, what do you mean? I'm like, you realize other people like this is weird and cool to other people. And so having that outsider perspective really helped. So we started putting out social media kind of from that perspective, be like, no, like somebody really does this every day. Like we have a, we have a Mark Howery, who is a biologist who has like a, is an insect named after him, a praying mantis. I was going to say something else. Yes. Like we have he has a praying mantis named after him. Yes, he does. That's and awesome. That's something I would just introduce myself with. You would not know it. Like somebody told me that last week. And then Gina, who writes, like you were saying, some of these tweets are kind of sciencey. She sends me a whole email once a week of just like her sciencey posts that she puts in newsletters and other publications that we do within the department. And I kind of take them and rewrite them and like put our our Twitter spin on it and then put it out. So like there's tons of people with there's just so much knowledge here. It's it's insane. So you can't you can't walk into somebody um, into a room and there not be somebody doing something that's actually really cool. That makes sense. So I'm just walking walking around with an iPhone being like, what are you doing? That's That's awesome. It's kind of my job. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. And I I feel like I've learned a lot, um, at my coworkers. I always want to, at my coworkers, like expense of their, you know, how gracious are you going to be <laughs> <laughs> to talk me through what you're doing? I've been on a ride along um, in the game warden truck and stuff like that. That's a whole job. They do. Oh, wow. Not, you know, it's yeah. just coworkers who are willing to be like, okay, sure. I'll hang out with Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, for 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 let's say somebody who is new to the state yeah. um and they don't necessarily know a lot about our various ecosystems what what was what's something that you are kind of amazed by as far as uh the the depth and breadth of what's available in Oklahoma okay so we are like one of the most biodiverse states in the whole country like most people do not realize that that like oklahoma kind of sits in a really neat place where there's major biomes that kind of intersect so we have you can go to the far west and find just the craziest far western species or you can go all the way to the deep east and find alligators if that makes sense so we have like pronghorn in the panhandle and then bears in the northeast and then alligators in the southeast and then in the central we're doing our own thing you know we're like the plains area we have major biomes so when i'm talking to people about fish and wildlife they kind of think of like elk colorado things like that it's like we have that here there's like a lot of cool animals that we have here so if you just are kind of a a student or a naturalist and like there's actually there there's a lot that Oklahoma has for you (laughs) and there's a ton of communities already there for kind of any interest within wildlife I mean there's two different uh Bigfoot symposiums in Oklahoma so yes for real For real, that is that's true. You would know. <laughs> I I would. Yeah. I have been on a Bigfoot hunt. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a story yeah. about it for uh um, last was it last year or two years ago? Uh something in the woods. Yeah, I did I, I went out with um 
with a guy who had seen a Bigfoot uh, mm-hmm. out near Broken Bow. And uh, we went out into the woods and he showed me like where all of his, he'd left his camping stuff there like a decade ago. Oh, wow. Because he, he lit out when he saw something he could not explain. I thought uh, you meant it was still there. Is yeah. it still there or is it? Okay. <laughs> he left it just there for 10 years and it's like a memorial. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, a turkey decoy and oh, cool. like a torn up tent and stuff. Yeah. It's, That's it's awesome. Stuff. That's really awesome. But, uh, man, you know, I, I also, one thing that I really love whenever I am kind of looking at you guys' uh, social media stuff is that uh, interaction you have with people and, um, you guys, you, you come at it in such a fun way, but it's still really informative. And I feel like obviously people can get on there and like joke with you and have a good time, but it's very clear that if somebody has a real question, you guys are on it, you know? Yeah. That's kind of our rule, um, with the social media team. So it's like, if you want to be on the social media team, you are required to like pay the pay the penance of you have to answer our inboxes for your day. So like you have to answer the Facebook questions and you have to answer Instagram and you have to answer you know, Twitter. There's usually not a ton of people asking real questions in that inbox, uh, <laughs> but you do have to check it. So it's like you you're a you're learning if it's like a hunting season coming up and there's people, you get like 15 messages an hour of people asking license questions, you have to know. And it's like, we almost have to brief each other be like, this is what people are talking about right now. This is what we need to know. And this is the information giving them out because it's, it's just a customer service and B you want people to be safe. Um, so if we like miss a question, I, I would be, I would feel terrible if we missed like a basic safety question that would have taken me like three sentences to answer. And then someone makes a grand mistake, you know, and <laughs> you can never assume that that's not going to be the person. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. What, what is, what are, what, what's, what are some of the craziest questions you've had? Like things you're like, I can't believe someone is actually asking me this question. Oh no. Um, I'm not sure if I'm like, I, I want to be polite to answer this um, because we want, I don't believe there's such a thing as stupid questions because even I was a beginner. Fair. That's, a, that's a great outlook. Yeah. That's a great way to look I at was, it. Especially like with something as dangerous as going outside by yourself in the wild for an extended period of time. And Oklahoma is so rural. Like we've talked about this you can get lost like within a mile outside of a road. <laughs> like, you, it's, yeah. like it's the wild mm-hmm. out there, but so like the crazier questions is like people um, really want to like be discovering like new species and stuff, which is great. And I love, and so like, I get a lot of like photos of like common species that are just kind of look like a little different, like, like that deer is shedding, you know, <laughs> or like things, <laughs> things like that. So there's part of it. And then like the, I'll, oh, so all of us are kind of experts at like identifying animal scat because people just send us pictures of that all the time. And um, yeah. And you're like, that's a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, like, not crazy. It's really <laughs> love my job so much but i'm in the wrong department i don't get yeah. really made i'm so sorry i don't get I'll, any we'll have, a, we'll have a going away party for you <laughs> and i'll make sure that the cake has, is decorated with all various kinds. kinds of uh of 
yeah. decoupage scat for you. And we take it very seriously too, because it's like, He's what a is it? Friend, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's a bear, you know? And it's like, what if, what if it's a bear and they need to know, it's like, how close was that to your house? You know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, there's no dumb questions, but we do get scat pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I think I found the clip I want to pull, mate. <laughs> I just don't even have any response to that. Oh, I don't man. know. I mean, it's just never occurred to me while yeah. out hiking. Like, hey, I'm going to take a picture of that and I'm going to email it to state government. Yeah. Like that's yeah. It's <laughs> that what just never for, dawned man. on me to do. It's Not that like, there's anything wrong with it. No judgment. Just, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> we do clip that. Leave this in. There's nothing wrong with it. We will keep doing this. <laughs> it happens, especially this time of year. Yes. Spring. Um, yeah. And then also crazy things. People, this is something that we actually like post about not to do all the time. But this is kind of the time of year where people start seeing baby deer, like fawns. Mm. And people will like send us photos all the time and be like, this is an abandoned deer. And we're like, leave it, leave it. Did you pick it up? No, leave it. So things like that all the time. So, so like to, on the outside of looking in, especially when I first started, I was like, this feels like really weird that I have to say this, but you do, you really need to like for, for everyone's safety, because like people have really good intentions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Own that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, and it's interesting too, the just the things that people because even in that viral tweet that was so funny about like, of course, no one's gonna bring a mountain lion into their home mm-hmm. because it's cold outside. But like yeah, you did feel in some of the responses, at least I did, there were a few people who were like, But why, kitty? No. Like, no. I mean, that was the joke everyone was telling, but then occasionally you'd see someone in there who you wondered if they were actually thinking about it. So um, it's an important public service that that y'all provide. And I can't be the social media coordinator that like assumes that that's the person who's like under gets the jokes. Like you have to like, it's not going to be me. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. If your chimpanzee, if a chimpanzee eats your face, that's just on you. Um, can you tell us a little bit just for our list? I mean, there's no chimpanzees in the wild in Oklahoma, but um, thank goodness. But uh, can you tell our listeners just, um, pe- we just come out with our our outside issue, which is all about all things outdoors in Oklahoma. And so um, can you tell people who are listening and maybe haven't done a lot of outdoor stuff since they were younger, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of the process of applying for a license and getting a li- fishing or hunting license through the, through the Department of Wildlife, because that's a big yeah. thing that y'all handle. Yeah. So it's a, well, first of all, like we are not, we don't receive any taxes. So when you are, when you get your hunting or fishing license, like you are funding wildlife conservation. Um, You are funding like these cool endangered um, species projects and things like that. You're like, you're doing a lot more with your, with your license than you may assume. So like when you forego it, you're kind of, um, you're you're kind of putting yourself in a space where you're like not as participating as much as you could be you know if that makes sense so all you got to do you can go online or you can go to like a licensed dealer i know you can get them at even walmarts and stuff and you can kind of just pick the license that applies to the activity that you're doing so hunting license obviously if you live in oklahoma 
then you can prove that you do usually with an ID or like a bill or something like that. Uh, you can get that. And, um, there's age requirements for everything. Like you don't need a fishing license until you're 16 and for hunting, you'll need hunter education and things like that. But for the most part, it's pretty accessible. And then also if you always have more questions, literally DM us, literally Facebook, us, like literally Instagram message us. Cause this is just what we do all the time. And, um, it's pretty fun. And I know license questions can get like sticky, especially if you're doing several different activities and you're not sure, um, what's out there for you. Yeah. That makes sense. That's awesome. That's very cool. Well, um, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on. We have really had a great time talking to you. Um, Everybody, it is uh, on Twitter. They are OK Wildlife DEPT. Um, look them up on Facebook and on Instagram as well. And then uh, the website is just wildlifedepartment.com. Is that right? Best yes. URL ever. Yes. yes. We yeah. got it. We did right. it. <laughs> you nailed it. And, and that's the thing, too. In addition to being just a really entertaining Twitter feed, it's got, there's just a ton of helpful info and yeah. everything you would need about all things outdoors in Oklahoma. And Goodness knows yeah. it's getting to be that time of year. We're excited about it. More everybody um, on the social media team really cares about what they do and that other people are interested in it. So always reach out if you have a question. That's literally what we're here for. And it's fun. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on. And hopefully we can uh, we can drag you back on here uh, again sometime. Because this it. has been a, a hoot and we would love to check in with you maybe as the seasons totally. change and find yeah, out some totally. more stuff. Uh, that people should and should not do. For sure. <laughs> yes. Nothing inside, please. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Thank you so much. That is a must-follow Twitter account. It really is. Oh my gosh, it's uh, great. They're doing such a good job. And and we, I cannot wait to have Sarah back uh, yeah. as the seasons change because there's so. It's really good to have an animal expert who's not Carly. And since uh, we're talking an animal animals, we can quote. <laughs> and since we're talking animals, I want to take a minute and plug the fact that we're doing an animal issue in September. All things animals in September. Subscribe Woo. now at OklahomaToday.com. All right. Well, <laughs> now now it is time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events. And first up this week is Nathan. I'm always first when I don't exactly have it ready, but here it is. Okay, so I will deliver my event hmm. as a slam poem. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Chickasha, the Davis Waldorf Performing Arts Series, a series for performing arts, a perform for the series arts, an art for the perform series at the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma in Chickasha has never seen anything like what will happen, happen, happen <laughs> Thursday, March 31st when the slam, slam, slam <laughs> poetry group, foreign tongues as in speaking in, as in living in, as in speaking our truth in foreign tongues brings the first slam poetry performance of the series to take storytelling levels beyond four tickets call 405-244-3140 or visit usao.edu oh, wow. pennzoil <laughs> yeah that could not have been your first time like, yeah that was my first time i wrote that this morning while we were sitting over at steve's too, on deadline too good oh thanks Do they still have deaf poetry jam i feel like I, they should if they don't. I would have liked to have been deaf for that poetry jam. Uh, <laughs> Megan, what's your event this week? I'm kidding. That was a good poem. No, it wasn't. Thank you, though. Well, 
Oklahoma State Bird, the scissor tail flycatcher, is a hot muse among Oklahoma creatives. You can find its distinctive forked tail feathers and usually the rest of its body on many a t shirt or inked body part on proud Oklahomans all over the state. Our writers are not immune to the charm of this little bug eater either. And so we have the scissor tail creative writing festival at East Central <laughs> University in Ada. You don't have to be an academic or a writer to attend this free gathering that takes place March 31st to April 2nd, but but you probably should enjoy reading and listening to poets and other writers who will be presenting their works. And if you like to buy books, bring your wallet because there will be plenty of those things for sale too. For more information, visit euscissortail.blogspot.com. This is a very literary set of events mm-hmm. we have going today. That's fun. Uh, yeah, Ken Hada over there uh, is very excited to have another uh, in-person event. We love now. Ken. Yeah. And we love his poems. Yeah. All right. Ben, what's your event this week? Well, I'm a semi-young guy over here, so I hopefully won't be dying anytime soon, barring just a terrible accident at Taco Bell. I forbid it. Uh, but that would not be my preferred way to go out. Not even close. <laughs> I think the best way to go would be something similar to the plot of Piano Tales by the performance art duo James and Jerome. And this tale, presented by OKC Repertory Theater, an old woman on her deathbed gets two musician storytellers to tell her a few tales in her final hour. Now, doesn't that sound peaceful? Bedtime stories you just never get up from? Uh, Personally, I'd be just (laughs) fine with the classics like Goodnight Moon or if you give a mouse a cookie. But our our storytellers, James and Jerome, take it a step further. The audience chooses which three tales will be told that performance and in which order by selecting items from a trunk. Uh, For us audience members, that means we're treated to a new and original performance every time out. And for the old lady, well, I think that implies that she canonically has many deaths and many separate universes, perhaps opening up the door for a full James and Jerome cinematic universe. (laughs) I guess you'll have to see for yourself by attending one of four performances scheduled between Thursday and Saturday at Oklahoma Contemporary. Tickets are $16 for students and $32 for general admission. Call 405-951-0000 for more information or visit oklahomacontemporary.org to order tickets. Wow. That sounds like fun. It really does. Yeah. Wait, they pick things out of a trunk? Yes. They have audience members pick things out of a trunk. So the so, so the it's improv. The basically. stories change the order of the stories and the way they tell them change every single time. Mm, that's fun. Um, uh, and it's all done to uh, piano music. Uh, Carly, what's your event this week? I don't know if any of y'all have noticed this or not, but Oklahoma has a lot of film festivals. Don't get me wrong. As a cinephile, I'm quite proud of that fact. But how do you choose which ones to prioritize? Well, the Oklahoma Jewish Film Festival should definitely be on the top of your list. One, because it's coming up on March 27th to 31st. And two, because it features six movies from around the world that will make you laugh uproariously, cry like a baby, and learn more about the Jewish experience. And if you catch Here We Are, a moving story about a father and his autistic son running away together before the younger man is set to be institutionalized, there will be a live Q&A with lead actor Shai Avivi. Check out circlecinema.org slash OKJFF for tickets and to read more about the other five films. That sounds like fun. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. Good event. What do you got, Greg? Bonjour. 
French is the language of love, and I love how weird French can get. For example, <clears throat> sorry, let me. Ton, 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 ton. Translates well, in English respond with to bon, je bon, je bon. <laughs> your uncle mows your tuna. That is, uh, <laughs> that is, yeah. Uh, That's a real sentence in French. That is a real sentence really? in French. Say it again. Ton, 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 ton. And it means... That sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> that that well, does sound you, like a Muppet. You can speak to, to the French people about that, Megan. Uh, however, I will be luxuriating in the wonder and majesty and downright weirdness of all the other languages on April 1st at the Southwood Baptist Church Auditorium in Tulsa during the Celebration of World Languages. Mm. Students from across the state will show off their laudable linguistics on stage with dance, song, and talents in the languages of their choice, and you can watch. Check out languages and cultural exhibition booths and enjoy Exposing your own kids to the joys of other languages. Visit worldlanguagefest.com for more info. That sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the sound of this very podcast going viral means the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. Join us again next week, or if you can't get enough, head to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send feedback to oktpod at travelok.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Barra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production held by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sun. For more information, visit oklahomatoday.com. Goodbye. Let's hear that French sentence again. Ton, 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 ton. And it means your uncle mows uh, uh, your... No, you, yeah, your uncle mows your tuna. Hmm. Well, now we have a band name. <laughs> <laughs>